Are you ready to get fired up? This is the Spitfire Podcast with your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire Coach, a certified life and business coach out of Washington, D.C. We're talking to everyday people on the topics that burn them out and ignite their passion. So sit back, relax, and get ready to spit some fire. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Lauren Lemunyan, and I'm super excited that you have joined us for season two of the Spitfire podcast. Now, if you didn't catch any of the episodes in season one, fear not. They're available on our website at spitfirepodcast.com, or you can listen to them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So head on over there, click the link, download it, subscribe, tell your friends, and enjoy the show. What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another awesome episode from season two of the Spitfire podcast. We are here diving into the topics that might be burning you out, and we're here to get you fired up about your business, about your career, your relationships, all of those things that make you your awesome self. Today, we are diving into, I think, an important topic when it comes to Spitfires, talking about creativity, how to spark and maintain it, because it's not just about having those sparks of creativity. It's about sustaining and maintaining those creative flows. So today, my good friend, Kiki Latalian is joining me. This is her first time on the Spitfire podcast, and I'm so happy that she is spending the time to talk about creativity. So Kiki, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, hey, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So introduce yourself to the listeners. Who are you? What are you doing? What are you here for? What's, what's the 411 <laughs> about Kiki? Okay. So Kiki Latalian, who am I? <laughs> I am, I am a podcast host for Association Chat, which is not just a podcast, but also an online community. And I produce resources for the association community. But wait, there's more. There's more. There's more. I'm also the CEO for Amplified Growth, which is a consultancy that's focused on digital strategy. And I really, really, really love, by digital strategy, that can mean so many things. I really, really love voice first strategy. So I like podcasts and flash briefings and all that good stuff. Awesome. What is it about the voice that intrigues you so much? Well, right now your voice is intriguing. Ah! <laughs> I, I'm dealing with a bit of a cold and, and we've established that I should probably be like one of those phone operators. That, that's like the 900 numbers. If, if the podcast and coaching world doesn't work out right. for me. Yes. I'd pay that. I don't know what it goes for these days, but I would pay it. Oh my God. Sorry, mom. <laughs> so what is it about voice that, that, uh, that's so exciting as far as a medium is concerned? Well, I, I, I'll tell you, there's so many things that I love about it, but right now, when you ask that question, the thing that springs immediately to mind is that, you know, we have had, we're so inundated with visual visual, visual, visual that, and we have been for so long that we can't, our eyes are burned out. It is so hard to get through, to get a message through visually. And, you know, I've got my blue blockers over here so that I can stare at the screen even more than I do already and still go to sleep at night. And it's just, how are you going to break through? How are you going to reach people? But there's something really amazing that happens when you get in people's ears. And so whether it's through music or speaking into their, speaking into their, you know, headphones or speaking to them when they're driving to work, there's something really amazing about what you can do with audio that I think, um, 
we should explore more. And, and also, you know, there's like a little piece of me. I used to listen to those um, old recordings of old radio shows from like, Hey, welcome to da 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 da. da. I love those like, radio voices. I, I do too. Back. Like Bibba <laughs> McGee and Molly, and like you know, there's shadow nose. I used to listen to these, and when I was a kid, um, because we had like these recordings on tape and stuff, mm-hmm. I loved them. And so now, what I see happening with podcasts and and with flash briefings and with you know all of the great audio that's out there is kind of a resurgence of that, you know. Rico just stepped on a tambourine. I thought you were doing that. I thought you were like, yes, and so, now we're into creativity. Yeah, that, that was Rose Rico's transition. He's like, all right, ladies, enough. Let's talk Rico about the topic. Me. Rico my, my dog is the worst podcast host ever. He's the worst silent, non-silent partner. Oh my gosh. That's so <laughs> I know. And Gucci's, Gucci, my dog, is under the, the desk. And you know how that goes, like any moment. Yes. Tambourine. <laughs> It's going to happen. It's all right. We, we invite our pet friends to make an appearance, but they cannot be the leads in our shows. They cannot. They cannot. So what is it about the voice with creativity that gets you sparked up? Um, the voice with creativity gives me a new sort of territory to explore and what a great time to do it because um, everyone's still trying to figure out, especially with smart speakers and stuff, how, don't get me started. I'm I'm paranoid about it. I, I don't mean, know what they're doing. I don't right. know what I'm talking back. Well, I mean, like, okay, beyond that, which is like a whole other kind of creative adventure we could go on, which is like the conspiracies. <laughs> um, um, it's really interesting to me to try to figure out, you know, what works, what doesn't, and to test these things. And so it's a great opportunity. Of course, I already had the podcast. I'm always exploring with that. But with the flash briefings on the smart speakers, I mean, that's a new type of content. And there's even the people who are experts in it can't be experts in it because it hasn't been around for long enough. And not everybody knows how to use them exactly to their full efficiency. So it's really the front, the front edge of that all coming together. They're not you know, the content's not organized the way that it needs to be. And so it's the wild, wild west of mm. smart speaker land. And that's a very creative time if you are interested in doing anything with you know, with voice and audio content. Awesome. I, so there's still hope for me because I'm just like, I totally. feel like, I feel like the like, get off my lawn girl with this stuff. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> this like I was that way with Uber. I was like, I don't want to get in a stranger's car. I don't like these these smartphones and swipey things. I would I, I don't know what it is because like once I'm like oh it's exciting then I completely absorb it. But I let like enough guinea pigs try it out and fail that I'm yeah. like all right now I'm cool. But I don't yeah. think I'm ever going to be an early adopter. I don't think that's my role. You know what though? That's totally fine because you know it's like it's I'm not like that. I'm not an early adopter on everything, but I am on some. And this one definitely speaks to my my creative spirit. Yeah. So if your creative spirit were an animal, what would it be? (laughs) It'd be Gucci, my dog. Your dog. (laughs) (laughs) If my creative spirit were an animal, oh my God. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really lousy at questions like this. I think today it'd be a tiger because I'd just be going out and rawr. I'd be, you know. (laughs) 
hunting down the the juicy morsels trying to run from me rah my content rah. nice nice is that so, a tiger sound i don't even know I, it's it's ours it's our interpretation of it it's all good <laughs> so people talk about creativity and like you know what it is and and i hear it like used synonymously with like innovation and productivity and like motivation hmm. what do you think it is uh i think creativity is when you when you challenge assumptions and you begin to ask if something has to be the way that it is right mm. so um so creativity could be anything from you know i'm going to use this word in a different way than i ever have i'm going to create like a tiger that sounds like i don't know what that tiger just sounded like but it's like um for me, creativity means challenging your assumptions and maybe just maybe, um, you create something really cool that mm. way and maybe you create something totally new, but you know, it's, it's, it's more challenging assumptions for me and, um, taking the risk to do something different than, than it's been done before. That's really cool. Cause there, you know, so many times I talk to people and I'm like, oh, you know, what do you think about this idea? And they can give me seven different reasons why they can't do it. Right. But if we looked at that, it's like, well, why can't we? And what could we if this didn't exist? Yeah, I, I love that about you. Um, the people who are listening to this should also know that I've worked with you um, on my own business, right? And and when we sit down together, one of the things I love working about or uh, working with you, um, one of the reasons I really love working with you, I can speak, um, is that I love the the fact that you you challenge my limiting beliefs about myself. So it's like. Um, even I, who like I, one of my big things that I try to embrace, one of my big rules about my life is that you should always try to challenge your assumptions, um, which I think helps me to be more creative on an ongoing basis. Even, I, I mean, I run into the stories I tell myself, mm -hmm. you know, and having somebody in your life that helps you to you know, like realize it, recognize when that happens helps. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that about you. I think that that's a really, you know, that's one of your talents. Oh, thanks. I, I, keep, I keep thinking of like creativity is not a solo sport. Yeah, that's true. Like it's okay to tag off with people or to sit and powwow or to recharge. And I think that that is like the critical part of maintaining it. I, I think most people are, are good. They know when they're feeling creative. They know when they're motivated. They know when they're in that flow pocket of like, yes, I got this. But then the dip off happens. Mm-hmm. So you can't, yeah, yeah, right. You can't stay in that hyper productive light bulbs flashing, you know, like everything, um, all the bells ringing 100% of the time forever, right? Yeah. You would burn out. You do. You, I burn out. Like I'm, I'm on fire for what my business is going to be doing this in this coming year. And it's like, um, you know, throughout the rest of 2019. And I'm like, um, looking at it thinking, okay, I, for like a month straight, I've just been ramping up, ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. And then I'm hitting this point where this past week, I kind of went into retreat mode a little bit where I needed to be quiet. I needed yeah. to rest and I needed to give my, my body and, and my, my mind and my, my, you know, that creative spark, I needed to give it a chance to reignite and, 
And it doesn't mean it went away totally. It just means that I wasn't, you know, up until midnight every night scribbling, scribbling away madly at all my plans and, you know, how I'm going to, to change things. You know? Yeah. You just gave the best example of the ember to the flame to the blaze that's noted in my book, Spitting Fire. So you, when you get tapped into your creative energy are like dialed up to the blaze. Like you can burn the midnight oil and get like two to four hours of sleep and wake up and just bounce out of bed. But you know for yourself that at a certain point, it's not sustainable. So maybe you need to dial it back to a flame where, you know, you're doing the daily things and you're creating those boundaries on your time and your output, or maybe you overdid it and you go back to an ember. So the flame Mm -hmm. never goes away. That spark doesn't go away, but it needs to chill out a little bit more to regain that passion and self-care so that you can get back at the execution. I am totally right. I I have people who ask me all the time, you know, how I do the stuff, all this, all the stuff that I do. All All the the things. All the things. And, um, and that's exactly how, but I'm not going to pretend and say that it's just easy. A lot of times I feel, I fight that feeling mm-hmm. of, of I'm failing somehow, or I've, I've lost my, my creative spirit, you know, and how do I motivate myself to get back, to totally. get back to that? Because that's, that's kind of addictive, right? You want to feel like the mad genius. You want to feel like, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm the brilliant artist who's staying up all night and I can't, I can't even help it. It's all flowing yeah. from me, all this great thing. It feels really good in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm, what I'm hearing though is like when you said I'm the mad scientist, like yeah. that becomes your identity. Yeah. Like you yeah. get wrapped up into that label of like, this is who I am. But if we can swap that in saying, this output and this mad, like amazing energy needs to be met with the same respect and care for the recharge. And it's all yeah. part of it instead yeah. of shaming yourself for needing a break. Right. I'm really trying to fight that because- Don't um, fight it. Stop fighting. Don't, don't fight it. <laughs> no. Well, Just it, roll with it, baby. Well, it's not even fighting it. It's acknowledging it. Acknowledging it. Yes. Like, ask Our what it is. Matter. Our words matter. They do. Yeah. Like if you're fighting and you're resisting it, but if you're yeah. acknowledging it of like, okay, I'm feeling tired and I'm feeling a little burnt out. What do I need right now? Yeah. Maybe you don't need to go create, you know, seven new web pages and, you know, new partnerships. Yes, that's true. So here's how I acknowledge it and try to care for myself. And um, when these things happen, I have, and this is going to sound really flaky, but I feel like I have to be totally honest because you know me and you know the truth. You can't lie, girl. I can't lie, girl. And so here is the truth. I, I turn on, like I, I, I am okay, like with getting quiet, but I totally, I, I like put on the aromatherapy. I, I put on the fuzzy socks. I give myself room on my schedule. I hide away a little bit if I have to in order. And I, and I try to do things like, um, you know, listen to different types of music or read something different, or I look for something that will inspire me from someplace unusual. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I want to give my brain and, and like everything I've been feeding myself, you know, inspiration wise, intellectually, anything, I want to give myself as much of a, a break as I possibly can so that I can recharge, you know, and, 
and be kind to myself as a human. And usually I find that after a little bit of that, um, you know, it'll work. Sometimes what I do is I create my own little ritual where it's like, um, like I'm making up my own little magic thing where I listen to like a little bit of chanting. I light some candles. Like, and I, I just want everybody to know, like, I'm not like, uh, I don't know any spells, but I'm making my own. Okay. (laughs) This is my, this is my spell for getting out of it. And I feel, I mean, that's kind of creative too. And Mm -hmm. I feel in that way that it's like, okay, I'm self, like I'm healing or something. And Mm -hmm. I'm, so that I can recharge. Does that make sense? It totally does. <laughs> but but it's exactly what you were saying of like people are inundated with the visual. So if you're over inundated inundated with a certain stimulus, you have to switch it up. So you yeah. need a different sensory experience. And maybe it's it's a complete shut off of that sense that's getting overused. Yeah. More and more what that looks like is me getting away from my electronics and like taking a long walk outside without shock of shocks, like my cell phone, Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, just, and it doesn't even take that long because I think I'm so accustomed to being tethered to everything Mm -hmm. that, I mean, just a brief break has an amazing impact because I'm like, wow, this is what it's like to not to not have something to pay attention to except for what's around me. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I think that if we can get into this agreement with ourselves around creativity and that it is a gift and not an entitlement. Yeah. And you have to take care of it and you have to maintain it in a way that's checking in with you so that you can execute on it, but also letting it be when it's not happening because forced yeah. creativity ain't pretty. It's not. And you know what, though? I'm, it, so there's this new thing um, that I was telling you before we started uh, officially recording that is, um, you know, I'm trying to adopt. And I know that you've done this before. You've challenged yourself to write every day before and you have done it for like an incredible amount. You, you, you <laughs> I'm like having, an incredible having amount P- of time. PTSD around that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, um, I, so when I interviewed Seth Godin, he, you know, of course he's famous for writing every day because he believes that the muse doesn't always show up, but you train it, right? Mm-hmm. You train it to, to appear. It's not like it just is, is this magic thing. And so what I'm trying to do is in, in the morning when I get up, I, and so far I'm sticking with it. We'll see how long it goes. I really believe in doing this though, um, testing it out. And I am giving myself that time to sit down and just to write about what I want to write about. And here's the deal. I, it doesn't have to be brilliant. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to mean anything to anybody else. I'm just going to write. And, um, and it doesn't have to be long and involved. It, it's just writing a thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then I'm done. And that's the, I, if I do that, I could write two paragraphs and I've met my goal. I could write one paragraph and I've met my goal, but I'm going to sit down. I'm going to give myself that chance to write before I do anything else in the day. Yeah. And, um, and it feels really good so far. I can see how, I can see how that can become something that you really look forward to because um, so far some interesting things have been coming out, you know, and I'm like, huh, all right. So that's what I'm going to write about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Totally. Yeah, that's cool. I've, I've worked with a bunch of clients around that. Um, and, and when I talked to them, so a lot of them blog or used to blog and then they stopped. And I said, so what, what were you writing about before? Or what made you stop? And what it came down to is there was so much pressure on the expectation of the product or the judgment right. from the product. And I said, I just want you to write for five to 10 minutes a day. I don't care what you write. I don't want to see what you write. I want you to write for you. This should be a reward to honor what's going on in your head, what you feel, what you think, and what you want to release. And if you want to keep writing, you can do that. But I think this idea of like when we're creating, having this idea of how it needs to turn out creates this additional level of pressure that just completely stunts the process. Oh, it's ridiculous. And I think all of us have read, you know, it's like whether or not you're you're in digital strategy, you've probably, if you've had any interest in blogging whatsoever, you've probably clicked on like a Pinterest article about how you optimize to get the most clicks and how, what do you need to make for your, you know, your headline and all this different stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, and for me, I have to actually block out all of the stuff, the SEO crap that I have in my head and just think it doesn't matter, right? I, I right now am writing for me and whatever comes out, like whatever needs to come out. And, um, you know, if it's something that I can end up using later, great. And if it's just about my dog, that's fine too. Right. And, and it's been good. It's, it's felt really amazing. In fact, I'm publishing these on my website that doesn't get very much traffic for that reason. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, well, you know, a bonus might be that like, you know, Google will see that I'm posting more fresh content. So maybe that'll increase like the ranking without me actually having to draw any attention to it. Mm-hmm. And you'll, it's be su- you'll be surprised what the benefits are of it later on. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I told you. So after I did the 100 day blog challenge, um, I thought, oh, I'm going to get a book out of this but I didn't. It en- that ended up coming three months later when I started writing Spinning Fire. What ended up resulting from the blogs is that I had all of this content to turn into talks. So oh, I ended up doing four yeah. different talks on my blogs. Huh. That is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you really don't know though. You know, it's like over the past few days, um, I have written some stuff that has to do with community just because that's been on my mind a lot. But one of my posts, it turned out being about the fact that I predicted the exact date my daughter would be born. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, I mean, I just sat down and I didn't have a way to tie that back to anything. I just, that was what was on my mind. And I thought I'd tell that story, you know, and I, I started writing it down And I realized that um, it did end up tying back, but it wasn't anything. I wouldn't have ever started out with that story if, if it was supposed to be about the, the thing ended up wrapping up with like, it's all about perception. Right. Mm -hmm. And I never, but I never would have thought of that story tying into that. um, If I would have started with, I'm going to write about perception. I, I started with the story and then it ended up tying and connecting to this other thing. And yeah. so it, there is something to be said, I think, for giving yourself the room to just sort of free flow with, with your writing and, or your thoughts. Yeah. There's enough aspects of our lives that are controlled yeah. that, that we can give ourselves the gift, gift of a little free flow writing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fun. I think I got to pick it back up now. I'm like, all right, January 1, let's roll. 
I've been doing more writing, but I haven't, I've, I think I've been having this like second book in my head too much and it's created the, the constraint on it. But on the flip side, my creativity has been coming out with like crocheting again and making ornaments for people, random things that I didn't ne- I never thought I was going to go back to. I was like, I feel like making stuff for people again. That's so cool. Don't you love that? It is. I'm- that, that is the beauty of life is that we just don't know. And, and I think, I really do believe this. I mean, all the way, the strands of my DNA to the core of my being, I truly believe that every single human on this planet is a creator. I think we're all creative. Yeah. That is our, that's what we've been given as much as we've been given. Whatever makes us human makes us creators. And I think that um, it's really beautiful whenever we can identify those ways that we can create. I mean, that's, that's honoring. I think that's honoring some of the, the unique qualities that each of us have. Mm. Um, that, that was deep. I feel like, I feel like that's like as deep as we can get on this. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> we're getting to the core of our being. I know. Now see, where's Rico with the tambourine? Come on. Rico, Rico is current. This was your Rico, moment. Rico is currently snoring uh, a foot away from me. So if you hear anything that sounds like a motorboat, that is him. <laughs> He's so chilled out talking about creativity. He's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. He keeps me on task. But (laughs) I I think that's great. So if we can, if you can wrap up, Mm -hmm. let's say one master tip for our listeners about how to either spark or maintain their creativity, what would it be? I mean, I think that the best way that you can uh, spark your, okay. So spark your creativity is to, if you are exhausted, you have nothing else that um, you think you can possibly fit in, you can't learn, you don't feel inspired, go find a spot somewhere that you usually don't go and sit down without anything to distract you, look at, draw, write, create nothing, and force yourself to sit there and watch people just sit there. You don't even have to watch people. This could be out in nature. But what I found is that when I still my hands, my everything, like when I sit someplace and just observe, you cannot stop your brain from, you know, processing something, right? And it's going to make those connections. And if you give yourself a second just a little bit of time to breathe and be, I think your true nature comes out and it will, it will spark your creativity. So that's my best, that's my best piece of advice. And it, it always works for me, actually. It, um, (laughs) because we're driven to produce and be productive and all this kind of stuff. But if we force ourselves to be quiet, then we find that we, we want, you know, we want to get back into it again. So. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. I I feel sparked in my creative process. I'm going to get back to writing. I feel Mm -hmm. it coming up. We'll see what comes out. (laughs) It'll be like four weeks to have a book done. Um, (laughs) But Kiki, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? We never know. That's that's what the journey of this is. But Mm -hmm. thanks so much for sharing your Spitfire tips to all of our spitfires out there and and i think we're going to have you on a future show i hope so i want to come back yeah yeah bring you back awesome (laughs) well thanks so much for for coming on and for all the spitfires out there 
keep being awesome.